Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed, and tonight is Wednesday, December 23rd. It's almost Christmas, two days before Christmas, and here we are. Uh, let me cancel that. I didn't mean to do that. All right. So um, it's December 23rd, and you're joining me for Joy Exposed. Thank you so much. And let's get started. So we'll start with three cheers of joy. Um, that's how we start. I mean, that's what we do. So my first cheer of joy. Well, first of all, tonight for three cheers of joy, I'm drinking Avion tequila, Avion silver tequila. And I got it because it had these really cool glasses with it. Um, and that's simply the reason why I got the Avion and not um, something else um, because I wanted the glasses. So um, so that's what we're drinking, Avion tequila, silver. And I got me a bottle of water and some lime. And that's what we're gonna rock tonight. So three cheers of joy, three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anybody but you. So um, my first celebration. Uh, uh, I had an interview, a job interview on Sunday. What? I know, Sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning and it went really well, so I'm happy about that. So cheers to job interview. It went very well. So it's my first cheer of joy to a job interview. And it's just giving me an opportunity to continue in education while I, of course, use the time to build my business. Because I think um, in a few years, I'll be able to leave education and concentrate solely on building my business. So I'm just going to keep rocking it out. As long as I'm physically and mentally able to do that, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I had that. So this is my first year of joy was my interview. Um, my second year of joy is that I got to spend some time with my son unexpectedly on Saturday night. And that was really cool. So we hung out and he is such a young man. I'm so, uh, makes my heart so happy. So spending time with him, just the joy that I got from that, from spending time with him. So I was pleased. It's my second year of joy. So cheers to hanging out with my growing man, Quentin. Let me go over to the chat option so I can see comments. So my first cheer of joy was my interview on Sunday at 10. My second cheer of joy was hanging out with my son unexpectedly. That was really cool. He only has a few more months before he'll be leaving for college. So it was really cool to kind of hang out with him for the evening. My third cheer of joy is that I've just been chilling out today. I've been, I worked some this morning. I'm working on a big project for myself. And um, other than that, I've just been chilling out, watched a couple of Christmas movies um, and just kind of letting myself veg into the moment. So cheers to chilling out and vegging into the moment. And those are my three cheers of joy. So the first was a job interview. The second was hanging out with my son. And the third was vegging out. And I really and truly, oh my gosh, ask you guys to find you something to celebrate from your week to keep you in a good mental space, especially during the holidays. Holidays are overwhelming. There's so much stuff going on, work and gifts and what you're going to cook and if family's coming and fucking COVID and there's so much happening that if you have to just find some time to just kind of Think of what was good for you and only you and just hold on to that. That'll help you get through all the other yucky stuff. 
I think by now my family has kind of figured out that mom really chills during the holidays. She's not going to get all worked up about stuff. Not close to the holidays. Now, three weeks ago, I was worked up because I was trying to get gifts mailed and that kind of thing. But when it gets closer to the holiday, I just chill the hell out because I'm really not interested in being stressed at Christmas. I'm like Christmas Day. I'm not going to be stressed. Christmas Eve, I'm not going to be stressed. I recognize those triggers in me, so I avoid those. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I do my stuff early. And everybody gets uptight with me, you know, right after Thanksgiving because I'm like, hey, we got to mail this. I got to mail this. I got to do this. But then the week before, I just settle into now I did my last bit of Christmas today. I went exercising, went by the ATM, got some money. I'm giving out cash. That's what my kids are getting cash for Christmas. So I did that today and they'll be fine with it because everybody can use some extra cash. And I know that they'll be pleased to get that. Um, so, but if you can figure out how not to stress yourself out during the holidays, it'll make your holiday feel a whole lot better, <laughs> a whole lot better. So there's that. Um, Tonight, I'm wearing Forever Matte, and it is Wildfire Lipstick. It's a matte lipstick. It looks kind of hot. This red, I'm digging it. I figured I'd do some red because it's Christmas. Like, what night? Do me a little red lipstick. Got my little Santa Claus hat on, chilling, drinking my little tequila all by myself. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Um... So let's see. Let's keep going. We're going to do our Facebook post of the week. But first, I'm going to pour me some tequila in my cup because I'm going to drink out of my Joy Exposed cup, which is funny because I said on Facebook yesterday that you need to if you have a business or you're starting a business, you need to talk about your business at least 10 times a day. Like you need to say something about your business 10 times a day. And I said that and it makes sense. But I don't think I've talked to anybody enough to talk about my business 10 times a day. So tonight I'm going to talk about the Joy Exposed podcast. You know about it because you're here watching it. So this is my cup. If you see me out somewhere, get a cup so you can drink from your cup at home. But right now, I'm probably drinking from my cups more than anybody else because I'm always like, oh, let me get a cup. Right. So um, I try to have them with me when I go out and about. And it's not a lot of out and about now because of this damn COVID. It's got everybody second guessing their movements and all of that. Even in the with the vaccine out, we're all still hesitant about how, how we are going to move with the COVID. So we're just rethinking some things on how we live. I um before I get into the Facebook post of the week, I was really oh, reflective on my um week because I mean on my year because there were so many amazing opportunities lined up for Joy Exposed or Joycelyn Wells or My Shape Solution that were canceled because of COVID. And, and it was really hard. I mean, I was supposed to go to California um, in September, but I did it online. I mean, virtual. So that was good. And then I'm, I was invited to New York Fashion Week in February, which looks like New York's going to be closed down if, right after Christmas. So that's probably not going to happen. I had some readings and some books for my books set up and those were canceled. So it's really been interesting for all of us and just trying to figure out how to work. And then, you know, you got to go to work because you got to make some money. But then you have these other things that are optional. Well, I have other things that are optional and I'm reluctant to do these optional things because I don't want to risk 
me bringing the COVID home with me or me taking the COVID to work with me. So it's like I'm limiting my movement from home to work to the store. You know, I got to get some wine, some food. So I'm like homework store. And I try to go to the store like once a week and I got to go to the laundromat once a week. So I'm very methodical on my movements. And although I'll start thinking like, oh, let's do such and such or oh, we should this or oh, once I think about COVID, I just rein it back in because it's such a damn risk. A couple of my, um, hey there, Cabricia. Hey, Frank. Hey, Franklin. Uh, one of my, um, I will bring you a cup. One of my Facebook friends and his family are had both had COVID and they've been in the hospital, you know, so it's real and it's get, it gets close as hell to you. And I'm, ter- I'm terrified of it because I think I have, it's me, it's my grandbaby, my daughter, we're here. Then my faceless love, he comes to visit when he can. And, you know, he's flying or driving. You know, so we're really just, everybody, I think, is just trying to figure out what the movements are and trying to stay safe. Because we all know somebody that's had had COVID. So I don't want to sound ungrateful when I talk about things got canceled or I didn't get to do things. However, I am grateful that there were other things to fill its place. And I am grateful for my health. And I am grateful that I've been able to continue to do to grow my business from inside. So those things I am. But when you have these things that just seem so amazing that are supposed to happen, it is a little a little disappointing when they don't happen. You know how we all do. We go through that with whatever. It could be a party, a date, or whatever. If it doesn't, you expect it to happen and you want it to happen and it doesn't, you get really sad about it. So it's okay. But next year, or I won't say next year, 2022 is going to be way better because we'll have a COVID vaccine. People have taken it already. We'll have um, people are healthy again. Um, the countries open back up. Other countries are open to us, to receiving us. So those things are, you know, that we know that good stuff is coming. And I hate to say it'll be like the way that it was, because we don't want it to be that the way the way that it was. We learned a lot this year. Blatant racism, police. Uh, we've gone through some police reform and unveiled some of the stuff that was having happening with police departments. And so we've seen a lot since this pandemic happened. So there's no way we want to go back. We're definitely going forward with our eyes open. And next week, our last Wednesday of the year, we'll do some reflection. Um, That'll be the 30th, our last show, last year exposed for 2020. We're going to do some reflection on what that looks like for next year. So, I mean, what it looks like, our reflection, what we saw, and then what we hope to see in 2021. So, uh, you know, just trying to stay focused and stay positive about it. Um, Trying to stay positive about what's going on and, you know, stay in a good place. But it's a lot of people that are sad and lonely and spending the holidays by themselves. And we'll talk about that after we do our Facebook post of the week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. So let me get started with my Facebook post of the week. Well, I had one that I I saw and I posted it in a Facebook group. I think it got deleted, (laughs) but I thought it was funny. Yes, it's crass. But it was still funny to me. Somebody said, uh, uh, fuck that mistletoe. Come ride this missile. Boop. 
<laughs> I thought that was funny. I know that I can be kind of crass and tongue in cheek, but I thought it was creative. Maybe it's not new. People have seen that before, but I thought that shit was funny. But either way, I, it delete, they got it deleted out of the group I posted it in. <laughs> so Facebook post of the week from um, stmspecialties.com. All right, so let's see what else. There's also a post that I enjoyed and I shared because we have a tendency to be really hard on small businesses. And the, sometimes the stuff that's bothering the small business isn't on us, it's on the small business. I mean, it's on the post office, right? I mean, it's the holidays, we're waiting for stuff to get um, delivered. So we have a lot of stuff going on. We just wanna make sure, we have a lot of stuff going on. We wanna make sure that we're not running down the small business in the process. So. Here's a Facebook post of the week. What to do if your small business package doesn't arrive before Christmas? One, print out a photo of the items you brought. Two, wrap it up and give it as the gift and tell the receiver that it's on their way to them. And three, do not get mad at the small business who can't control it. So I thought that was really good. And I, I remember I only screenshot that part but there was another piece and it made specific reference to like small black businesses but i think it applies across the board right so i think it just applies across the board if you've ordered something and we've seen some pictures of the post office with packages everywhere and imagine this is the first christmas that most of the shopping or more shopping is done online than last year right or the year before because of the pandemic because of people like me who don't want to go out to the stores who is staying away from that right so the post office is crazy with all the packages and stuff waiting to be um delivered and they're saying even some postal workers have just quit just overwhelmed and they've just quit and you know i can't imagine um just to have the responsibility of keeping the keeping the world moving and that's how we keep it moving we move the packages right moving packages moving mail um that's been the way from the pony express that's been the way so <coughs> i thought that was a great post um here's another one i like it says warning uh it's a facebook warning you have violated a rule we haven't made up yet because you're a known troublemaker you're banned for 30 days thank you for using facebook have a nice day <laughs> That's the people that always end up in Facebook jails. Like you haven't done anything yet, but we're gonna go ahead and punish you. Um, we're gonna punish you about it right now before it even happens. Uh, let's see. Okay, this is the last one. Uh, Facebook post this week brought to you by STM Specialties. When I speak on the when I speak on the shit you're supposed to do for your man, it's no need to comment. This is from Kira J. It was posted from <laughs> Ashley's always in jail. This is Ashley Christie Johnson posted this by somebody named Kira J. When I speak on the shit you're supposed to do for your man, it's no need to comment only if he deserves it. I don't believe you should even claim a man as yours who's not worth it. If the man you deal with doesn't deserve the best treatment, then why are you even dealing with him? Now, that was crazy for me because you see that a lot. You see it a lot. You People will make comments about like, would you get up and cook your man dinner in the middle of the night or he's hungry or, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's what people will say if he deserve it or no, if he, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like, 
it, why would you even knowingly deal with somebody that you don't even want to fuck with like that? Like to me, it seems like being in a relationship is you're with the person that you're gonna do that extraordinary, extraordinary stuff for, right? You're gonna do the stuff for that one because why would you be with him if you're not ready to bounce off the walls and wake up in the middle of the night and fix something to eat or you know if you're not willing to do all this outside of the box stuff for him shit you need like you need to push him onto the curve next you need to get out of here so i really like that and it was put in just put straightforward like if he don't deserve it why you with him like what does he have to do to deserve it? What does he have to do to deserve you? He's with you. He doesn't make you want to just be there, be on the up and up, just do the damn thing. Or she, it could be she, it could be him, she, she, whatever. If you're with somebody that you don't want to do this amazing stuff for, then why would you be with them? Don't be with them. So... I mean, this is my Facebook post of the week. Y'all going to all be out there single. Y'all know I was single for years. Y'all, everybody would be single fucking around with me because I'm like, if it's crazy, it's crazy. Call it crazy. Keep it moving. Yeah, crazy ain't going to fix itself and you ain't no, you ain't going to fix the crazy either. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I feel about that. Like, oh, Lord. Oh, no. I just never mind. Woo. Let me keep going. All right. So my uh, brother, Chris, had a conversation with the guy and I didn't read their whole conversation, but it turned out to both of them calling each other racist. So my brother's American man, North Georgia, and then is talking to one of his Facebook friends who's a white guy from North Georgia. Who's He is a firm supporter of Trump. The white guy is my brother is supporter of Democrat. Right. Barack Obama, now Biden, he's just not a supporter of Trump. So maybe I'll say that. <clears throat> the guy is uh, James, I think his name is. He's a supporter of Trump. My brother is not. So they're going back and forth about it. And and I just was, <sighs> men get really heated in the conversations. And a lot of times things are missed because everybody's waiting to respond instead of just binging out the issue. And so the guy was, guy made some crazy comments about um, President Obama not being born in the U.S. or his birth certificate said he was a Black American and they weren't using the term Black American in 59, you know, just that kind of stuff. And so <clears throat> I just kind of, I so I responded to the post because I was just like, this is crazy because they've been on, they've been friends and know each other outside of Facebook for years. So we can't let these uh, abstract. We know that there's a president, but we don't deal daily. The president isn't our friend. The president isn't the person we talk to at the market or talk to about the game. So we can't let these kind of abstract or removed relationships or people ruin the people that ruin the relationships that are close to us. So I went and just um, addressed the guy, James, and I posted in there the birth certificate, Barack Obama's birth certificate, and also when Hawaii became a state and kind of pointed out that it doesn't the birth certificate never really said never says the race of the child <clears throat> it says the race of the parents and so barack obama's dad was from nigeria i believe it's african and his mother was white 
Now that it says on there specifically. So it doesn't have a delineation that he's African-American, but the guy said that. And he said he wasn't born in the United States and Hawaii became a state prior to 59. So he was born into the United States, you know? So just that kind of stuff. And it's like, for me, it just seems like, if you can just kind of go through and bump through the facts, you can get rid of that blah, 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 blah. People just wanting to say shit and get down to like the brass information for what is. So I wondered about that and people, all these arguments and people have really gotten off Facebook, cussed people out, not been friends anymore. Like I knew them since grade school and I didn't know they was this racist. And I was, and you're like, y'all right here next to each other and can't have a conversation. You're something outside of you is causing you to fight. I mean, I'm not supporting Trump supporters. By, I don't support Trump. So that's, you know, but that's me and that's my personal stance on it. However, if I'm working with somebody or I'm friends with someone, part of the thing that makes us friends is that we respect each other, right? Whatever. I got all kinds of people that do all kinds of shit. I, got, I know people who do all kinds of shit that I don't do. I know people who snort cocaine. I don't snort cocaine. I'm not going to not I'm not, I'm not going to unfriend them because they snort cocaine. That's what you choose to do. Do you don't put that shit on me. That's see that kind of stuff to me is easy. I got people who have weird sex fetishes. Just don't put that shit on me. I'm straight, right? You know, I do me. So I just think that we have to be aware that the people we interact with, they have the things that they like. They raise their kids different. Um, we had this conversation at work, me and one of my colleagues, and I was telling him that I didn't believe in beating children. He was like, oh, I beat my son ass. And we had had whole conversations about culture and how do you get people to move to the next place? And I was like, well, first we have to stop beating our kids. I think we're uh, continuing the ideology of slavery by getting kids to do exactly what we want and not allowing them processes to think. And then, so that was the issue for us, right? And he was like, no, you gotta be kidding. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> like, I'm, I be, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So we kind of talked through that, but that's what he believes. And he, you know, he was like, well, I mean, I ain't, I'm not hurting him. I'm not like beating him, beating him. I'm not I'm like, well, you're not physically hurting him, but mentally, emotionally, you know, you don't know, right? You don't know how that's gonna affect him. But, when people have, when people are close to you or people that you deal with on a regular basis have ideas that are different than yours, it's okay. It's all right. Shit, ain't nobody stopped dealing with me because I don't cook. And I say that and now I'm not cooking. Well, we gonna cook to get together and cook such and such and such. I ain't cooking. And if I have to cook, I cannot fucking come. I'm not cooking. I mean that, right? So like literally, I mean that. So y'all have fun. So I, that's me. I'm not gonna change what I, I'm not going to do something I don't like to satisfy, right? So back to the conversation, the guy who's Trump supporter, my brother is not, and they're arguing about something that don't mean nothing. Trump don't give a fuck about the guy who's a supporter of him. We've already been through that a few weeks ago. He doesn't care about anybody other than himself. This guy's just looking for somebody to believe in and uh, connect with or looks like him and whatever. That's it. But Trump could just stomp on him and kick him in the dirt. He don't care. Y'all know he throws anybody under the bus. 
but to have preserved that relationship between the two of them, I think it's important for all of us to preserve relationships of people that we deal with is to just simply see them as they are and not as you want them to be. Nobody's going to look at Joycelyn and say, oh, one day she's going to be a kick-ass cook. She's going to be a chef. She They wasting their time. Look at me and say, oh, she's going to be six feet tall one day. They're wasting their time. It ain't in my wheelhouse. It's not who I am. So as we don't put our hope on people, then we're better off. We accept people as they are. This is who they are. You see them. You see how they operate. Don't put the hope on them. You, you put the hope on them, then you're disappointed. And hope is based on what we've seen, right? So what they've shown us could happen, not what we see and hope it happens. It has to be an action on the person that we're putting the hope on. So that goes for everything, relationships. I hope he, I hope he treats me better. I hope he's deserving of, I, man, he, no, I hope she this. I hope, no, that shit don't work like that. That's you building up a place of disappointment for yourself. So when this shit don't happen, they going on about their life and you miserable because I just thought it would be better than this. <coughs> I just thought it would be so good. Mm -mm. I just hope, I hope they get it together. They ain't gonna do shit. This is who they are. That's just what it is. So, and people will do the same thing for you, put their hopes on you. And, and the best thing they can learn how to do is not, this is how I'm moving. I'm trying to figure out like you're trying to figure out. So when you get on Facebook and have those kind of empty conversations and you get all mad about it and you're not even seeing the person face to face, you just pissed off in your own space. All this negative energy you have allowed to exist in you, you've got to process through it. You've got to let it go. You got to talk about it with somebody. I can't believe this blankety blank this. And this is it. It becomes a whole big thing. For what? Something that you don't even have any control over? No, I don't like that. So for me, I just be like, oh, I'll buy, I'll bow out. Hell, I had a whole discussion about Santa Claus last night on Facebook. Whole discussion. The guy went somewhere. I said, like, hey, we're obviously having two different conversations. I'll buy out. Have a good night. That was done. Because no, I know now from my experience, I know people can't control me enough to get me worked up about some stuff. I don't want it. I'm not even interested in it. I'll be like, hey, this ain't what I'm trying to do. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> It's probably the worst person. I'm probably the worst person, literally. I'll be like, oh, boy, that's a mess. Okay, see you later, child. Bye. I'm not going to do it because I just, my, not to sound cliche, but my peace is very important to me. My peace, I just like to maintain. So I just wanted to share that little argument from Facebook because it was really weird. But, you know, it's just people get so worked up and... And it's just people get worked up and people just have their in their mind what's the right thing. And there isn't a single right thing. We live in a country where all of these billion people, billions of people, and we don't, there isn't a single thing. We're all different. We all have different thought processes. We all, so there are going to be people who think different from us all the time, our parents, our children, our spouses, our mates, our co-workers, 
our employees, our, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to think different. And if you do think, if you do think the same on something, believe me, it's on a piece of it. It's not the whole thing. There's going to be some differentiation in there on how you see and how they see and whatever. And you just get to a common space, but you don't get, try not to get worked up about it. And as I said earlier, we're at the holidays. It's Christmas. Who wants to be all fired up and mad? Who coming to have dinner with me for Christmas? We probably may eat some hot dogs. We might eat some hot dogs. Maybe some chips. I might make, I thought about making a lasagna, but I I just did. I was like, I don't even want to look up the recipe. I don't know. But I'm so, that lets you know right there how important that Christmas piece is to me. It's not, I'm going to make sure that I have some wine and I'm going to have some, watch some TV. I'm going to chill out. My faceless love will be in Atlanta with his uh, family his children, his mom. So he'll be there. He's not going to be here with me. My kids will be doing their own thing. I'm chilling. <laughs> Probably go exercise. You know, so it took me a while to get to this place of understanding that being alone at Christmas isn't a bad thing. And I was, I read an article about that earlier and I wanted to share a little bit about it now. Let me see. So we shift gears to get into that. Let's see if I can find this article talking about being lonely at Christmas. And people are lonely at Christmas. And guess what? They will do anything to be with somebody. And then the day after Christmas, they are miserable. Miserable because they don't given their energy in a yucky space and they still feel like crap. It's just better just to be by yourself. I say that. But it's taken me a long time to get to this place. <clears throat> I've spent years, I've spent years in my marriage being lonely at Christmas. So that lets me know that it wasn't about the people around me, that it was about me. So whenever I'm feeling that kind of way or feeling kind of blah, I do some introspection to figure out why. Is there anything different I can be doing? Being exhausted and run down and having my thoughts all over the place is not one of the things I'm interested in doing. So I don't do that anymore. But I mean, it's for young families, young moms out there with little kids. I know y'all running around, running crazy, trying to make sure y'all got everything. Just the best thing to do is to think, what did I get last year and what shape is it in this year? Now I'm about to run myself crazy, getting stuff all over the place for it not to be available, not around next year. Right. So it's, it's tricky out there. It's OK, though. Y'all will get through it. All right, so let's see. <clears throat> this was called <clears throat> A Lonely Christmas. Now I'm going to read this. It's short. I think it's about three-minute read. And listen to how this was written on December 28th, 2010. So we're talking 10 years ago. And so listen to this story and where we are now and think of the similarities and how much things have gotten changed. It's magnified right so the things that happened in this are greater right now than when it was in 2010 because we remember 2010 just not so long ago right uh <clears throat> three weeks before christmas 1993 wolfgang <clears throat> sorry get my reading voice three weeks before christmas 1993 wolfgang dirks died while watching television 
Neighbors in his Berlin apartment complex hardly noticed the absence of the 43-year-old. 43. Mm. His rent continued to be paid automatically out of his bank account. Five years later, the money ran out and the landlord entered Dirk's apartment to inquire. He found Dirk's remains still in front of the tube. The TV guide on his lap was open to December 3rd, the presumed day of his death. Although the television set had burned out, the lights were on Dirk's Christmas tree. The lights on Dirk's Christmas tree were still twinkling away. It's a bizarre story, but it shouldn't surprise us. Every year, thousands of people are found accidentally days or weeks after their solitary deaths in the affluent cities and suburbs of the Western world. If a person can die in such isolation that his neighbors never notice, how lonely was he when he was alive? Forget about the information age. We live in the age of loneliness. Decades ago, single person households were rare. Usually only widows live by themselves. Nowadays, they are increasingly the norm. In a world where marriage rates are dwindling, children are cautiously planned for or avoided by contraceptive and contraception and abortion. Middle age is synonymous with divorce and old age means a nursing home. People are bound to be very lonely. Imagine only a quarter of American households consist, oh, imagine, um, Shoot. Oh, imagine only a quarter of American households consist of a nuclear family. None of this is to say that all was well in previous decades. It empathetically was not. But it is probably safe to say that loneliness has never been as widespread as it is today. How many of your neighbors or colleagues do you really know as friends? How many people in your church are just faces? How often do you turn on the television because you lack companionship? Studies suggest loneliness is so hazardous that people who are physically healthy but isolated are twice as likely to die during the given, given decade as those who live surrounded by others. What is the cure? Surely there must be more to our cravings that can, than can be answered by the simple presence of others around us. Who hasn't felt lonely in the middle of a crowd? Indeed, that secret sense of isolation is the worst kind. Kierkegaard, by way of example, writes in his journal that though he was often the life and soul of the party, he was desperate underneath. Wit poured from my lips. Everyone laughed and admired, admired me, but I went away. But I went away and wanted to shoot myself. Such desperation is a common fruit of alienation from our true selves. If it seems an exaggeration, recall your own adolescence. How often were you insecure or lonely, unable to measure up to all those people who seemed to have everything, people who were smart, popular, and fit? And even if you were well-liked, what about your hypocrisy, your deceit, your guilt? Who hasn't known the weight of these things? Multiply self-contempt a million times and you have the widespread alienation that marks society today. What else is, <clears throat> what else is it that stops strangers from acknowledging each other in the street, that breeds gossip, that keeps coworkers aloof? What else is it that destroys the deepest friendships, that divides the most closely knit families and make the happiest marriages grow cold? Given our human imperfectibility, all of us will disappoint or be disappointed at some juncture. We will hurt others and be hurt. 
we will be mistrusted and we will mistrust. But all of this does not have to be. We may justify the walls we throw up as safeguards against being used or mistreated, but that does not mean that they really protect us. If anything, they slowly destroy us by keeping us separated from others and encouraging pessimism. They result in the same attitude they result in the attitude summed up by Jean-Paul Sartre, Sartre, who said that hell is other people. How far have we fallen from our real destiny? If only we were able to break down a few of the barriers that separate us, we might not resign ourselves so quickly to the idea that they are an unavoidable fact of life, but open our hearts to the richness that human experience affords. <clears throat> both in the sheer miracle of our individual existence and in the joy of meaningful interactions with others. Further, we might catch a glimpse of what it really means to be a part of this universe, this great community that includes everything from the tiniest clusters of quivering microbes to the unimaginable vastness of spinning galaxies and stars. So I just wanted to share that because <clears throat> when I read that, a lot of that sounds like stuff that I say. And I've said before, I've always been alone, even in the crowd, I've always felt alone in the crowd. And I spent a lot of times reading, right? And I've been in a place where I thought about suicide. I was probably, oh, let me see, my son, probably 33, 32, 33. So I've been in that place. And to me, it feels like, I think to me, that's the depression, being alone. And I had to find I had to find my place in the universe. Like I knew that I was a part of something greater than just the people that were around me because it didn't feel good to me. Just, I was alone in that. And I could go out, have a good time and be the life of the party, have a good time and turn up or whatever. And when I was by myself, I was by myself. So, you know, it's really just the existing is already difficult and it's on its own. And then we have this, time, society, and the pressure to portray this happy-ass home, and this everything's all together, and we, you know, we just, and that makes us feel insignificant, right? It makes us feel like we aren't doing enough. Do you know how bad I felt when my marriage, when I had to say I was getting a divorce? Like, I had spent so many years building this great marriage, not on the inside, I did what I did on the inside, but on the outside to people who knew me, they was like, what the hell are you talking about? You're getting a divorce. Like you guys have a perfect marriage and you guys, and I'm like, that shit sucked. That was me pretending and painting an awesome picture of what it looked like and dying on the inside of it. So I own it. I don't even knock it. Had I been truthful about what it was from the beginning, I probably wouldn't have gotten married. Or wait a minute. Had I known that it was not going to be good, hope, I was hoping it got better. I hoped I could help him. I hope that, and there's nothing that showed me that my hope was built on anything. So there's a lot of people who suffer from being lonely and they're afraid to even say it because there's nobody to talk to. I mean, you're around people and you feel like you're by yourself. You feel isolated and there's people all around you and you're going to tell them you're lonely. They're going to be like, what the hell you mean you're lonely? We're all here and you're lonely. Nobody understands like I'm in this space and I'm not being fed in this space. There's nothing happening 
in this space that's for me. I'm not getting, nobody's filling my cup. I'm not connecting spiritually, maybe. It's gotta be something greater than the physical space because you look at these people and they're like your children. They are your children. You look at them, they're your kids and you're like, you still feel lonely. You don't feel like there's a something there. And and we and that's a big struggle for people who feel like that. And you get really isolated. I spend time by myself in my room all the time. I come home from work and I'm in my room. From the time I get home and I shower and get dressed for bed, I'm I don't sit anywhere else. I don't sit in the dining room, I don't sit in the living room. I sit in my room by myself. And for a while, I was talking about getting an RV, like just a little RV that I could drive around and move from place to place. Because I didn't want, I felt like I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be with anybody. I didn't want anybody depending on me or wanting me to do something or expecting me to do something. I didn't want it. So I was like, I'm going to get an RV and I can just drive around and park places. That's where I was. You know, and and that's a that's a real thing. And I, I don't know that we talk about it enough or that we're afraid people don't get it. But I've told you guys on Joy Exposed that I grew up in a large family. So my mom had a daughter and my dad had six kids, all these damn people around me. And I still felt like I was by myself. I still feel by myself. That's how I felt. Even with all of those people around, I felt by myself. Now, if I said to my dad, I'm lonely, he would be like, go on out of here, girl, you know, whatever. I, I, you know, go on out and do da 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 Shit, I'm like, but nobody understands that. So you become a recluse. You're going to read something. You're going to sit by yourself. You're going to sit in a room full of people just hoping that nobody talks to you. You're going to sit there and just get through the moment of whatever you're supposed to be getting to so that you can fold into yourself. It's like a turtle. You just, I'm safer here by myself, right? And you're even with the people around. And I think that the people around kind of magnifies the sounds of the lonely. You know, like when you're by yourself, you're just, all right, well, let me just do something. You know, I'll do some work. I'll read. I'll just, you know, you do. But when there's people around, it's like all of these things that you can't do because you're not by yourself. It's like, it's just, it's like magnified, like, ah, like you're lonely just feels so great. So that, I just wanted to share that article because I don't want to be the person who dies alone. I don't want to be that person, but I could very much see that about myself. <laughs> I'll be like, boy, this lady's been laying on the beach like three days. Oh, well, she's dead. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that person, but I could very much see that about myself, right? That's why one of the reasons I celebrate so much that I'm in a relationship because I've never felt whole with another person. I've never I've never felt like this person can somebody else can be in my space and I was safe in it with them or that I felt good in it with them or that I wanted to share. Hell, I'm a I'm a reader. I read. And that's the thing you do by yourself all the damn time. You read by yourself right That You ain't got to talk to nobody. You grab a book, you dive into it, you read. I'm a reader. I've always been a reader since I was could read. I've always been right. So I do the isolating things. I'm also the person that travels by yourself. 
right? I'm hiking Mount Vesuvius by myself, right? So I'm that person. And people say, well, how can you do it by yourself? I'm like, shit, it's the best company I got. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know to ask. I don't think who's going to go with me. Even in traveling with a group of people, I still end up, all right, y'all, I'll be back in a little bit. I still got to get my time to kind of shh, because it's overwhelming to me. So, you know, and it's okay. It, I mean, literally, it's okay. <clears throat> you don't have to force yourself to be in any situations that are that make you uncomfortable. The only thing that you have to do is to find where you're supposed to be within the universe. Find the thing that feeds you, and that lonely feeling goes away, and you realize I'm not really lonely. I'm kind of I'm I'm lonesome, and it changes from I'm lonely to I'm lonesome to gosh, I really would like somebody to be around me. So that's you making a choice. I want to be with somebody. That's you being lonesome. When you're lonely, you got people around you and it's still not enough. You know, it's not what you need. And so it's, that's the difference in those two terms. But when you're lonesome, you're like, man, I really would like to be with him today. I really would like to hang out with her. I really, So that's you making a choice to do it and not you being forced to do it because the people are there. And so it's Christmas and <clears throat> shit. Christmas is stressful, as I said, but that's okay. Rock it out. Put on some lipstick. Sit by yourself. I can sit by myself for hours. Quiet as hell. Be like, somebody opened my door and I'm like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I be chilling. But I, I spent years so anxious and like, because I didn't have any balance. There was no control over me because I was always trying to please other people. Like I was trying to feel that lonely. I'm lonely. I was trying to feel it. You realize you can't feel it. You run yourself crazy trying to satisfy the whims of other people. And fuck that. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the best you can. That's the best word. <clears throat> The best phrase you can learn is, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want to. Mom, I think you, I don't want to. Thank you. But I really wish you would, but I don't want to. Thank you. Can you respect my no? You can't? Okay. Right? So, <clears throat> you know, we have to really be careful. We're getting older. I'm 51. I'll be 52 next year. And Stephanie says, I'm, I'm in her head, so she must be having some of these same thoughts. And Clarissa says she's fine, but she has times that she's lonely too, you know, and that's it. I mean, and we're all grown up. So I think Stephanie's probably, I don't know. If, I know that I'm 51. I think I may be older than Clarissa and Stephanie. So I may be older than both of them by a couple years. <clears throat> but this is it. This is the middle age. The, in the nests are getting empty. The kids are moving on, going on and doing their thing. And the next thing you know, we'll be having us a midlife crisis trying to figure out how to feel the noise. Nobody wants to feel the noise. I don't I don't want to feel the noise. Shit, I've worked so hard trying to get rid of the noise. Uh, yeah. Oh, Stephanie's 50. Yeah. So I've worked so hard trying to get rid of the noise. I don't want to feel my noise. I don't want to. Right. I don't. And that's a, one of the things I enjoy about being with Faceless Love is that I can literally sit around him and be silent for hours, caught up in work or whatever I'm doing. And he doesn't even question it. I could be up in the middle of the night working 
three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. He doesn't do anything. He just respects that that's what I'm doing. Like he doesn't try to force me to do anything. He could he'll order food and just order it. He got to have a conversation with me about it. Hey babe, I ordered some food. It'll be here. How long are you gonna be working? You know, he's just he's not forcing me to do anything. And that's why he's good in my space. He's not forcing me to do anything. And he's not putting the crazy demands on me to do for him either. He's just like, he's content with me being there and I'm content with him being there. I never had that. Maybe I'm saying something that just makes sense. Uh, everybody's had, I've never had that. Like I've always felt lonely. I've always felt seeking in relationships. This is the first one that I'm not. So I know that there was a change of me, me growing up, me recognizing me, me being in control of me, me. I know there's some growth in me. I know I had to figure that out. So did I have to do that for me to be complete, to be comfortable in this space? Could I have been comfortable in that space with other people? I don't think so. I, I just, I don't think so. There's something Maybe I wouldn't have been able to receive the goodness that he has if I hadn't have figured out that lonely piece of me or that piece of me. Oh, yeah. So I'm older than Clarissa and Stephanie, the 49 and 50. So, yeah, but we're all we're in middle age, you know, so. It's just the stuff we're going through and it's OK. And it seems when you're in the house and the kids are little and it's a lot of noise, it's easy to lose yourself in that. But as soon as you have to connect with yourself and you know that you're lonely and you're looking around trying to figure out why nobody's pouring into you, why nobody's taking care of you. It's a that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a very hard pill to swallow. So, you know, just I'll post that article on my page if anybody wants to go back through and read it. But, you know, this is a it's a weird time and it's so and it's OK. That's the thing about it. It's OK. You know, like we get depressed, it's part of depression. It's all right. That's it. Like, that's literally it. It's okay. If you feel lonely. If you're lonely with people around you, then you're going to have to feed yourself. You're going to have to figure out where you're going to feed yourself, how you're going to get fed, see what the universe has to offer for you. Start making walks, making moves on your own. If you're lonesome, call somebody and hang out with them. Call them, hey, let's go out. I think that's the best. That's the best thing for me when I was dating because if I wanted to be bothered, not bothered, if I wanted to, yeah, be bothered or hang out with somebody, I would just meet somebody and say, hey, you want to go have a drink? I was on Tinder, that dating site. And then I'm, I was single. So I would meet people. We chat a bit. Hey, you want to meet to have a drink? Sure. Okay. We'll meet up, have a drink, talk, laugh. All right. See you later. I did that all over the United States. Just meeting people. Yes. And it didn't, it didn't mean anything other than just a human connection, a human, a conversation with a human, right? Just you satisfy that piece. You go back and you realize, oh yeah, I'm fine. I just needed a little human interaction. Don't take it too far. You don't want to have, you're not trying to have a tawdry affair or you're not trying to, not that kind of stuff. Just a connection with another human that allows you to laugh and have a good time without it being the pressure of something. Because we get tired as moms 
and wives and employees or employers. We're tired of people putting demands on us. It was so good to just be somewhere when nobody wants anything from you other than you to be there sitting across the table and looking pretty or smiling. Nobody, that's all they want from you, right? And so nobody's wanting you to pick something up on the way home or clean something up or that's the shit that drives you. It wears on you like hell and you can't, and we can't fix it. It's like some, you get stuck in it. The doctor wants to put you on medication for it. You feel like you can't breathe, like you're having a heart attack. You're having all of these symptoms and it's your body just telling you, bitch, you're tripping. This is crazy. Stop doing this. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So, you know, just, just acknowledge that you feel lonely. The people around you don't care that you feel lonely. <laughs> they don't care. All they want you to do is to keep doing the shit for them that you're doing. They don't care how you feel. They can, you can be around there with a broke leg and they still waiting on you to put dinner on the table, the laundry. They still want something from you. So the fact you tell them you're lonely now, nah, stop that whining. You're just emotional. They'll start giving you all that shit. So it don't matter. You got to do your own thing. So as like, right, Clarissa, you got to find your thing and you can find it wherever. Some people shop. That's a crazy habit because it's expensive. Some people go hiking. Some people read books. Some people knit. Some people pottery. People have all these things that they do to feed themselves. And that's what you have to do. You got to feed yourself. Start doing some yoga. You know, I always recommend yoga. So. It's about five minutes to 10. We've talked about all kinds of stuff tonight. Thank you guys so much. I wanted to say this before we go, um, for sure. I just really appreciate, and I talk about this, but I want you guys to um, understand where I'm coming from. Uh, hi there, Alicia. Hi, author. Hi, Christy. Thank you guys so much. <clears throat> what I want you guys to know is that I I appreciate you guys so much. Like, this is like a year and a half that I've been doing the Joy Exposed podcast. And look, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to get emotional. <clears throat> I just appreciate you guys for just rocking with me every week. Like, it's so much goodness that comes out of the podcast for me talking to through things, seeing things from a different perspective, it helps me to grow. So I had to figure out whether anybody else is getting anything out of it. I am like, it's like, damn, Joycelyn, that's a great perspective on that. And it helps me to be a better person. It helps me to clear out my noise. I don't, I just, it's a really, it's therapeutic. And I know I've said that before. I know I have, but when I get ready to log on and I know that I'm going to spend an hour talking about whatever it is that's on me, I just always ask the universe to please give me some goodness to share. Give me some goodness to share. Let me at least offer something that someone can use on their journey. Just please. And those that's legit thoughts of mine. Like, how can I help to move or to move somebody? 
to move somebody forward based on how I've lived my life, based on what I'm choosing to live, the way I'm choosing to live, the changes and the everything that I've gone through and that I share. Like, I'm so grateful for you guys for showing up every week. And it's growing, right? It, it is, it's growing. Like, Joy Exposed is growing. There's so many great opportunities that are coming. And I have to I'll go back to this. I go back to, I, I'm a, I do a podcast. I This is what I do. And, and I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid anymore to talk about anything. I'm not worried about who's going to be, whose feelings I'm going to hurt when I talk about this or who's going to say. And I mean, I worried about that for probably the first few months. And, you know, like what my mom was going to say or my dad's going to say or I just would worry. And then I'm like, how can I be thankful to God and one one breath thanking God for all of this goodness he has given me and then hesitant to talk about it because of what I think man will do or say. That just, look at that. That's That doesn't make sense in itself. So I just, I'm not afraid. I'm not, I talk about it all. Like I talk about me. You guys know I put myself on front street like a mother. <laughs> I put it all out there. Like I don't, I don't keep it. Like, I just, I got to let it go. I had to let it go and let the universe, I can't have any worry about it. I can't have any wonder about it. I just put it out there and just allow it to flow. Just, this is, I've grown beyond it. I'm ready for something else. And I equate it, I think, to, or it's analogous, I think, to emptying my bags, like carrying heavy suitcases with you everywhere that you go. And then you start releasing it and the bags get lighter. And the next thing you know, you don't even need a bag. You just, everything that you have is on you or in you. And that's the, that's a great place to be. The lonely, the lonely is gone. The lonesome is still here. Yes. I want to be um, with people occasionally, but a lot of times I don't, <laughs> I know it's hard to believe that I sit here and talk and, on podcast and it's everywhere, you know, downloaded everywhere and it's on YouTube and it's streaming places. And I sit here and talk about everything. And I know that I'm probably, I'm an introvert for sure. Like I, I can have some great conversations with people, but there's nothing like when I can zone, get into myself and move that stuff around and to clear it, clear it out. And that's what you guys, this is what Joy Exposed does for me. And our slogan is, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. And I wholeheartedly believe that. When you can expose your joy, when you can find that goodness in you, everything else just feels better. The people around you will feel better because they're going to stop fucking with you. <laughs> because they're going to realize I can't fuck with her no more. She is in a place that I can't access. You start give you stop giving them so much energy and putting it trust in what they're saying and doing and looking for them for guidance because you know they're not moving. That's a choice that they're making. You just it just feels good when you can release this stuff. So 
It's Christmas in two days. Merry Christmas. You guys know for Christmas, I would like YouTube subscribers, um, reviews on uh, Podchaser, reviews on Amazon. <laughs> I have a list of things that I'd like for Christmas. Um, so those are a couple of things that I like. I also got my pearls. They came yesterday in the mail. Remember, I told you I was going to buy myself the pearls. I wanted them and I bought them. And it's probably been 50, uh, 35 years that I've wanted a string of pearls. I got them. I bought them for myself. I'm very proud. So Merry Christmas. And next week is uh, the last show of 2020. So we've got to do some reflection on 2020, what we got from it, and what do we hope to see in 2021. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. I love each and every one of you. I appreciate the goodness that you bring to my life. I appreciate the fact that you allow me to be free and that you want to be free with me. It warms me. This is my Christmas gift. You guys are my Christmas gift. You guys are everything because you set me free. It's Joyce Lewells with Joy Exposed. Remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. See you guys next week. Bye.